Shout out to the God Turk. Supreme Clientele Radio. Ah. Diablo, SR the General. Full blast to beat God. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Graph, chant. Yeah, graph, chant. Ah. Shout out the graph champs. 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tune in the graph champs. We appreciate the love and support. For all the graph camps, the most amazing and iconic artists out here smashing it from the train yards to the rooftops to the storefronts, highways catching wreck. As saw the general, he be going crazy, bro, from his Instagram account, Supreme Clientel Radio. Interviewing all the icons, the ones that led the way, salute to all the fallen legends, the ones that set the stage. Ah, moment of silence, let us remember those. Whether they family or they were friend or foe. Ah, pay them a love them, let's show them some respect Major contribution in hip-hop, graph chancer to the death Ready and willing, never scared to fry Never. Chance in the odds of getting up, prepared to rise Super talented vandals, never scared to nope. die Let's show them love while they breathing Go ahead and share the life, share the life. So tell a friend to go and tell a friend, tell a friend. Interviews are dope from the start up to the end, to the end. Let's show him love and call it glory time Repost his post on your post Share his post up on your storyline Ah We grab champs We out Grab champs Season 2 episode 16 Yo Sar Before anything we just wanna Thank you for sharing your time with us and blessing us. You know, you're a super legend, a goat, and you're you're just, it's just, it, we're, we're ecstatic to have you here, bro. And we salute you, bro. Thank you for being on Graph Listen, <clears throat> I, You know, I, I appreciate anybody that uh, puts the effort in to keep this shit alive because, uh, you know, I've been part of this for 45 years. You know, this was about kids. You know, kids creating art, ghetto kids trying to get their name up and, and letting the world know, you know, I'm in your face. You got to look at me. I don't care if you like it or not. You know, uh, 1977, I was a kid. And most graffiti writers back in the day were kids. Like today you have guys starting writing. They're 20 years old. Like, yeah, yeah, the laws back then, you were treated as a juvie until you were 18. A lot of writers quit at 18, 19 because they don't want to be served up as an adult. You know what I mean? So things were different. But uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan. Before anything else, you know, I like to think of myself as a graffiti fan and, and a historian. You know, people use the word legend today. And, you know, I guess after 45 years, you, you get legendary status if you keep painting. And I, I want to thank my brothers here in Arizona and keep me alive, keep inviting me to shit and keep getting me to paint and get me to do, you know, what I love to do most. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I've been blessed. I've been blessed in this computer game. I wrote with... I wrote with everybody that I ever looked up to, you know what I'm saying? As a kid, I looked up to Jester and, you know, Is The Wiz and, you know, Satch and I lived on the same block, you know what I mean? So I, I, I give a lot 
because of the neighborhood I grew up in in South Queens. You know, I was five minutes from East New York, Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. Like all of us on the, the J line and the A line ran from Queens into Brooklyn, into Manhattan. And it was a unique situation, you know, to be in that, that realm. Because you got to see the riders from three different boroughs on one line. And some of the best riders that ever came out rode on those lines. Like Vinny, Is the Wiz, Jester, Lee, Slave, you know. And uh, I've been blessed because I became friends with all these people over the years. And uh, I, I, I really, uh, I cherish my 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 small part in this in this history and uh you know if you know when i'm long gone no, no one's going to remember anything other than the graffiti that i did you know what i mean how, how did you get how did you get the tag sar dude i was fucking 12 years old in social studies class and my my big brother who started me in this craziness was a guy who wrote psych and Psych, guys that know, guys that were there, you know, Psych started writing in seventy, the end of 75 to 79. You know, even though he said he quit in 77, he kept coming back. And Psych was my my uh, my childhood friend. He lived on my block. He was, uh, he was three years older than me, but we used to play football. I mean, it was a lifestyle. It was, we did everything together. So when, he, when I started to get into graffiti, I knew how to do the letter S because he wrote Psych. I wrote the letter S, and like all kids used to do the stupid little S with the three lines and you connect it and shit. So, you know, you're talking about 1977. So I'm in social studies class, and they're talking about the king of king of Russia and the king of China. The king of China was T-S-A-R, and the king of Russia was C-T-A-R, Tsar. And graffiti is about being a king. So I was like, no, oh, that would be a fucking crazy name, man. So I wrote S-Z-A-R, and people were calling me Caesar. And I was like, no, nah, nah, it's Zaw. It's not Caesar, it's Zaw. So I said, fuck this. I dropped the Z and I became Saw. And uh, and uh, I can still remember it was it was March, March of 77. I dropped the Z and I started writing S-A-R. So uh, when I started writing graffiti, it was about, you know, you started graffiti, I mean, I'm talking to the whole world here, but in New York, you started as an inside guy. You did you use your markers, your unis, your minis, your pilots, your flow pens, your Nijis, you know, your magnums. You wrote, you racked up Flowmaster and Marsh Inc. You know, you went to the Art Cove in Ridgewood. You went to Gates Avenue, Gates Stationery in East New York. That's where my first place was. And then Art Cove, baby, Art Cove, Bro, Psycho, God rest his soul. My buddy Joey, Joey Jayapudo, Psycho took me and Psych and this dude that used to write Rust, they used to write with Psycho, took me to the Art Cove, got my first uni and my first can of fucking Flowmaster. And, you know, I was a pipsqueak. We took the bus down to fucking Myrtle Avenue down to the Art Cove back then. And then uh, when I used to go to the M Yards with Risco, Back then, uh, Psycho used to run the fucking M yards, and he was like, Risco was like, yeah, I'm, I'm bringing this dude Saw, and he's like, I don't fucking Saw. Risco was like, Risco thought he was introduced to me to Psycho. Meanwhile, I already knew him, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> so, so what what was your train yard? What like that you was affiliated with? Well, I lived on Jam I lived right off Jamaica Avenue, and uh, the J train is where like Dondi. Well, I'm going to go before Dondi. Mickey and Hearst. Mickey was Dondi's father. 
you know, and James Top, those guys were the top crew. And Top Crew ran the J line. And we never top went over crew, the top crew. Stike, me, Rocky, Cook, all the all the guys from my neighborhood, Shark, Saint. We didn't go over none of the top crew was like the J line gods. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about in slave, James, Mickey, Hurst, Dyke. Hulk, those guys were the, like the original top two guys. They ran the J line, you know, because they lived right by the J yard. And uh, the J layup was up the block from me. I lived on 109th Street. Me, Satch, and Sykes lived on the same block. You know, I was wow. poisoned by life, you know what I'm saying? So I had, <laughs> I had to ride the feet. So, you know, walking to school as a kid, you walk towards the train and the trains would go by in the morning and I would see the trains. And then on my lunch break, I would go up on a layup. They had an in-the-station layup before rush hour. And, like, it was the first time I got to see, like, trains up close. Like, back then, there was no internet. There was no fucking books. There was no movies. There was no style. Was There was none of that. You benched. And the word benching came from these stupid little wooden benches they used to have on the train stations. They used to hurt your ass. you sit there, and you'd wait for the trains to go by. And, like, in a second, you try to look at them and try to, like invent style, create style, and, and bite style. I'm going to be honest, everybody bit fucking style. So, so you're saying that people used to be on the fucking train station on the benches, and as the trains went by, they're trying to soak it all in so they could develop a style? Styles, colors, designs, everything. I never thought of that. That's crazy. And pieces were very simple when I started. They were very basic. You know, you had some kickstands and some stove pipe arrows, but it was like, you know, you did your, your, your solid color filling, your 3D, your outline, and then you do your soup ups, you do your flames or your cloud or whatever. But like back then, when I was a kid growing up, you know, the most important thing was to write on your line because. I mean, we didn't have a car. You know, you're 13, 14 years old. You didn't have a car. So you wanted to see your shit. So you wrote on your local lines. So the A, the J, I mean, growing up in Queens, in Richmond Hill, Queens, like I was close to the E and F yards, the J yard, the J line, the A line. So you wrote on those lines. And I was lucky because I was fortunate to live in that area where you had the E and F yard, Boulevard, you had the J line, the layups of 111, used to run from 111 Street to 121. And then the A line, you had the 104 Oxford, the 111 Greenwood, and then you had Grant and, and the A yard. The A yard, picking yard was the shit, man. You go in there, you had rows and rows of trains. So, like, I was I was blessed with the location and then the, the, the guys that I looked up to and, and knew. Like, I mean, I met as the Wiz when I was 13 years old, 19. I met Satch when I was 12. Satch introduced me. Funny story. It's a true story. All right. So I already knew Satch because he lived in my block. So me and this guy, George O'Malley, who wrote Nova, God rest his soul, he died about, about seven years ago. He was my childhood friend. So we go up there to take pictures. Stole our mother's camera to go to take pictures of the layup. We go there. Two dudes standing up next to the top to bottom spot. We used to call the bridge, you know. And uh, it was taking pictures. I says, oh, shit, it's Satch. Let's go, let's go say hello. So I woke up and Satch's like, yo, saw what's up? And then the other dude with him, I'm like, hey, Iz, what's up? And he's like, I like CI. So I go, CI. I said, fuck you, you're CI. CI stands for crazy Iz. So he starts laughing, right? I go, bro, I said, I started writing with Psych. You wrote with Psych. 
I know who you are. So this was like laughing. It's like they did a piece and it was a, they did a POG. Is was a recruiter for a crew besides TMB that he ran after, the, you know, he got involved in TMB. He, he ran uh, with a crew called the Prisons of Graffiti. Prisons of Graffiti POG was Tane and Mad 2. And uh, is was a recruiter for that, so he put me in POG that day. And I was so proud and shit, but I wanted him to put me in TMV, but he put me in POG first. But it's cool. It was like the first crew that is put me in. So I know him since I'm 13 years old. Satch, Satch, and Satch and is the Wiz. They're just so so freaking legendary, bro. Yeah, but is the way we were family. I mean, it wasn't just about graffiti. Like they came to my kids for his birthday party. Like we, were, I went to Izzy's wedding. You know what I'm saying? We were family. Like TMB was a family. Like Cisco, Cisco was the founding member of TMB. The original members were like at AT, Cisco, Rio, Kaz, is the Wiz, Flea. Even Lee from the Fabulous Five was an original member from TMB because it was from, you know, that, that section of New York, you know, the Low East Manhattan. And that's where it originated from. But I promised this, I was always going to keep TMB alive. And, uh, and he passed away in 2009, same year I lost my mother. You know, I, I keep it alive today. I have recruited a lot of new members. Uh, I was very happy about it. I mean, you know, we're getting older. I'm almost 60 years old. Fucking goes in fifties, you know. Is this gone? Satch is So like, you know, if it, you know what we do has to echo for eternity. And if we don't keep it going, yeah. if we don't recruit new blood. Like right now, I got a bunch of guys doing the freight set of TMB. My boy Dago, I want to give him a shout out. You know, uh, got female members like Venta. I got my boy Zokes from Arizona that kills the freights. You know, we we keep it alive, and that's very important. Without without new blood, you know, guys like Charlie, man, saw you got to close the books. No fuck that. You got to keep it alive, man. You know, I'm, how many times I'm, I'm I'm still active, bro. I I must have did about. Probably did about five freights this year. I'm slowing down because I'm older, but I still get out there. You know what I mean, and I love. I, I be looking through your posts and just just the old, all the everything, even from the canvases and and all the artwork and everything. Yo, it just it just makes my hair stand up because it just reminds me of my youth. Seeing you know, I, I grew up to this. Y'all like fucking movie stars to me, you know. And this yo, it was like the background of my life. But the way you feel about that shit is the way I feel about the guys that I still keep in touch with. Like, you know, I recently hung out. With, I had a nice day. I hung out with Psych, Duke, Duke Nine, Spade. Like, uh, I was with I was with Prime Prime Seventy Nine and uh, Kr with the Mafia show in Brooklyn. And like Mafia to me, when I was growing up, like Don Juan was like a graffiti god. You guys out there, you guys got to peek the Don Juan book. By Louis Gasparro. Louis Gasparro was KR. He was down with us with RTW, the Rolling Thunder Riders. And uh, the book, the Don One book, he was a creator, style master. He went to Art Design High School in Manhattan. But like this dude, he brought styles that were like only you'd only saw in the Bronx, Manhattan. He, he brought them to Queens and Brooklyn. And uh, Don was like a graffiti god to me. The Mafia crew stood for the Masters Administration for Incredible Artists. Guys like Zephyr, Don, and uh, uh, 
gear in Inca. They were the original mafia guys. And when I got put in the mafia, Don was still alive. God bless his soul. And like, to me, that was like that and the master blasters and the top crew were like, you know, I've been blessed. And I, you know, I could, you know, I could push a hundred crews only because I've been blessed in this graffiti game. I've been around a long time and I met a lot of the legends and, you know, I've, I've, I've been blessed with a lot of love and respect. Like, you know, part, I had part put me in the death squad. Case two put me in the fast, the fantastic partners. Uh, scene put me in UA, you know, is the way put me in TMB, you know, Bill Rock put me in RTW. Cole put me in KD. Ghost put me in risk. I can go on all day long. And I put up their crews. Chino put me in BYI. I put up their crews out of respect to them and my love for them as friends and my respect for them and uh, friendship. But, like, you know, you, how many crews can you put up? And when I put them up, it's out of respect because of what those crews did and the damage they did and, and the legacy that they uh, echo for eternity because – you know, to, tonight some kid could be 13 years old like I was and be watching this video. And, you know, it's about the longevity and about perpetuating the shit for eternity. You know, this is the only art ever created by children. You hear me? Oh. And it's still alive. The only art ever created by children. And now all of a sudden, like, when I'm in a graffiti show or one of my friends is in a graffiti show, I have no fucking jealousy. It's not, you know, yeah, everyone wants to get paid, no doubt. But to me, it's like, it's good for all of us because this is a fucking art that needs to be recognized. You know, you know, people people always recognize shit after people fucking die. Like, Dondi was my friend. Ace 2 was my friend. Their paintings are priceless today. They should have got the money while they were here. So is the wish. You know, they deserve their recognition. And I will always be a fan. I will always be a fan of graffiti, and I will always be uh, uh, an ambassador of graffiti. But, like, some people don't like to work graffiti. Fuck it. I'm, I sell my work not because I'm an artist. I sell my work because I was fucking saw. And that's it. I was a fucking graffiti writer. I was a fucking thief. I was a criminal. I was a bomber. I was a graffiti rebel. And people want to fucking be part of it. They want to touch it. They want to they want to uh, associate themselves with it. But I just want to... I'll go on on a tangent all night long. But I just want to say one thing. And I, I wrote it down. I, I posted this recently and on, on, on Facebook. And a lot of people bugged out over it. But, like, you know, there's a lot of people that use a spray can as an artistic tool. That doesn't mean you're a fucking writer. Not saying that you're not an artist. I love your artwork. I think your artwork is beautiful. I think your shit is off the hook. Shit I can't do. I don't try to do it. I try to stay real and keep in my comfort zone for what I do. I go out of my comfort zone, but I'm a writer. Okay? But I, I posted this, and I think this will be amusing for the people that are listening tonight. And I wrote, just because you use a spray can as an artistic tool, you're not a writer. If you paint walls with permission only, no matter how artistic you are, you're not a writer. If you never painted a train, you're not a writer. And that goes for freights or subways. If you never tagged up, you're not a writer. If you never did throw-ups, you're not a writer. And if you never got up, you're not a writer. If you didn't write with a crew, you're not a writer. 
if you only use stickers, <laughs> posters, and pictures and not a name that you own, you're not a writer. So don't try to be part of something that you're not. This took risk, dedication, danger, survival. This is a culture and history taught by the kings. And you got to respect it. Real writers know. And that's the way I feel. You know? And I'm not beating my chest, but I held my own. And real writers know. Nah, you checked off all the boxes, bro. That's why we salute you, saw. Are you still here to let the motherfucking fans know you dropping gems that only real, like you, that only you could drop? Let me ask you this one question: Do you remember the first time you hit the fucking um the first layup, the first time you you got it in? You remember, bro? I mean, you never. It's like it's like the first time you have sex. You're never gonna forget it. <laughs> life. It was life changing. You know, uh, I was. I was up on the station, and I was with this kid that wrote Saint, not Saint uh, TMR, who was a friend of mine. This kid that wrote Saint that was down with the uh, Beat the City crew. You're talking 1977. So I'm on the station doing some tags. It was a Sunday afternoon, and then Syke and Rob, who were my friends in the neighborhood, came up the carpet. Carpet, for people that don't know what a carpet is, the carpet is... The uh, roof that takes that, that keeps the rain off the people when they go up the stairs to the elevated layup, the elevated station. When you go to the train station and it's an elevated station, you got to go up the stairs. The thing that on top of you to keep the rain off you, we used to run up that shit to get up on the on the station. So Psych and Rocky come off the car. I was like, oh shit, what's up, guys? It's like, come on, we're going to go through the layup. You want to come? I'm like, hell yeah. So it took me out to 111 layup. And it, was, uh, it wasn't the station layup that ran through the station where the top to bottom spots were. It was the one that ran from like, when you get off the end of uh, 111 station, right from 111 to like 113. So you go down the, down this, the ladder onto the, the catwalk and you walk out about maybe a block and a half to the street. And then we just did insides. It was the first time I ever went. And when we walked from the catwalk, five five wooden boards to walk across. It's like these huge gaps that you can fall to your death into the street. So Rocky looks at me and he goes, we lose a lot of good guys here, Charlie. So hold on with your dear life. I was like, I'm a 12 year old punk. I'm like, but I'm going to be a man. You know, I'm not, I'm a man up. I'm like, I ain't afraid. Fuck I, walk across. I get between the cars and side had a key inside and we bombed. And, uh, uh, Keo, K-E-O, top crew, uh, found the picture. I don't know where the fuck he found it. Of that night, it was a saw sight tag he had found on the internet. And I was like, that was the very first night, Keo, that I ever went to write graffiti. That was like the summer of '77, and it blew my mind that it was on the internet. So you know, they took a picture of some somebody on the, in the subway. I don't know who it was, but the fact that saw sight tag there, I was like, holy shit. You know, but Psych has been my friend throughout my life, we, you know, beyond graffiti, like Satch is the whiz, you know, we were friends beyond graffiti and uh, we were brothers. We, we attended each other's family function, you know, we barbecued on a weekend, it wasn't, went to Yankee games together, it wasn't all about graffiti. Like when you were in a crew, you guys were brothers, you know what I mean? So it, it was beyond that, you know, and like, and as time went on and I, I, I I left graffiti for a while. When I made a came when I made a comeback, I came back in '88, and I met a whole bunch of other brothers that, that I became close with. 
uh, Cope and Ghost. You know, me and Ghost, me and cousin Frank, we 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 did a lot together. We did a lot of trains together, and uh, he's he's making it. Finally, he's making it in the art world, rightfully so, because he created his own. His style is just his own, you know? and I'm proud of all my friend. You know, beyond graffiti, when we comes out here to my brother, so is Cavs. My boy Paulie Cavs is better. I just want to give him a shout out. He's getting ready to drop a book. Cavs book, Cavs life story. Out of anybody, James Prigoff, who did subway art, uh, spray can art, uh, came to my house and reviewed my photo collection years ago. And uh, James Prigoff was always the friend of me and Blade over the years. Out of anybody I know, Cavs probably has the best photo collection of anybody I know. And his book is coming. It's dropping at the end of the month. It's his autobiography, but it's going to have, I mean, he painted with some of the best in the game. He painted with Case 2 and Scene and Cat and Satch and Is the Wiz and myself and Curse and Key, his brother, and all these other people. It's going to be a, a monumental book. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Cavs, he has a lot of pieces in um if you watch the old school videographs, yeah. he has like the fucking pieces that and then in the old videographs he he's I was, all I over. was in videograph, I think I was in videograph three and four. Me and Fuzz did a real videograph and unfortunately we poisoned some kids. One kid that wrote NATO and another kid that wrote Bruce, God rest his soul. And Bruce died very young and I just feel like I kind of feel responsible for like he was this little kid used to come and hang out with me and Fuzz. And, you know, he was such an artist as a young kid. And we took him under the wing. And, I, you know, as an adult, as a man, I look back and yeah, maybe I shouldn't have influenced the kid to be like me. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. And uh, I condolences to his family because they lost a good kid. Boy, I, I like good people, man. Yeah, that's a fact. As a fan of graffiti, Bruise was one of my favorite writers too. His style, his throw up, and his tag, just Bruise. It just sounded crazy. Like he was a Bruise. He was a big kid. You know what said? Like when you when I hear stuff like that, I think about this fucking 12, 13 year old kid that would sit on the porch with me and Fuzz and we were drawing his black book. And then I introduced him to Ghost and he got connected with the wrist crew. And then he bombed with Smith, and Ghost, and Cat. And, you know, he became a killer. He became a killer. He had, I, we saw it, me and Fuzz saw it, but I can't help but feel responsible uh, for getting him involved in that. And uh, unfortunately, no longer here, but got out family and, you know, and ghost ghost also i think he has one of the dopest throwies in the game he's one of my top favorite writers also like i really really grew up seeing a lot of insides from you know i grew up on the l line and the m line and j line oh, too so ll baby that was the that was back in the day when i was coming up that was the boys tb TB ran the LLs. You're talking about like, Repel and, uh, you know, Smack and Sarrow and Mist, Mint. Those guys, early 70s, they kept, they took TB to another level. Psycho, you know. But the LL line was, uh, the LL Yards was a cool spot because it was on the ground, you know. I, I would do my shit on elevated layups, man. That was shit was really fun. But you know what? After a while, you got used to it, you know what I mean? I got Tracy one sixty eight texting me right now, my brother. Shout That's legendary shit going on. 
people forget about people like Tracy 168. Without Tracy 168, he actually coined the fucking words wild style. Gotta give him, gotta give him his due, man. You know, if you don't know your history, if you don't know your history in this game, you're not shit. I'm sorry. I don't care how great an artist you are. You could be the fucking king of the fucking freights right now. If you don't respect what brought this to you, without them, there's no you. And if you don't respect the history of this culture, you ain't shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. That's the way I feel. Yeah, yeah we, we touched we touched on that subject a lot on this program with, with a lot of writers. Like uh, we've talked about that, like going over like relics and, and you know, shit like that and not, not knowing the history and not even putting in the time to refine your style so you could be decent. You know, shit like that. Not putting in the basic, you know, work and shit to be somebody. The internet, they they the same shit. When I was coming up, when I was coming up, if you went over a fucking piece, like I remember in '77, there was 1974 piece. Was a uh, it was coral pink filling, fed purple uh, 3D with a fucking black outline. It was an Uncle John Tiavini. It was done in '74, '77, '78. That shit was running untouched. You you wanted to see you learned your history. You learned your history from the insides, really, because the conductor door would open up. You see a tag from fucking seven, eight years earlier, or the posters. We ripped the posters down. You just, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just gonna talk for my generation. I can't talk for everybody, but like, it it, it, it that charged you up, man. You saw it. He's like, wow, they pulled this old train out of the yard today. Check it out, man. The fucking blade and comet running on a J. And those news are from the Bronx. They must have caught it in the D yard or whatever. Like, you know, again, I've I've been blessed in this game. I've 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 had uh friendships with the guys like Comet, Blade, Tracy 168, Case 2, Dondi, Zephyr, is the Wiz, Buzz, Buzz One. You know, if Fuzz One would have wrote one name, just Fuzz One, he got up, he, he wrote Romeo, Prince, Lord. When the train would come into the station, you'd think he was bombing with a crew. It was him. He had he had like 20 fucking names. Too evil, too sexy, too horny, slurk. I mean, I could go on all day. And Fuzz, Fuzz was one of those guys that crossed generations and then came back in the 90s with a vengeance. I mean, this guy started... I'm friends with Turk 62. Now, for you younger guys, Turk 62 and uh, Checker 170. These guys are like starting like in 72, 73. Okay. And uh, I always lived in uh, off Mashula Parkway in the Bronx. And he saw them going in the yards, followed them in. Turk, Turk confirmed the story with me. And Turk said to me, yeah, they call him Fuzz because he had a crew cut. He was like seven years old and they rubbed his head. And they're like, Fuzzy, you know, and that's how he got his name Fuzz. And he's like, I want to do what you guys are doing. And they were like, all right. So Chuck was like, here's this little fucking eight-year-old kid. I want to make sure he don't hit the third rail. Here's a can. And like Fuzz did his first piece. But like, you know, he kept on going. He, he crossed generation after generation. He kept bombing. I know, you know, he did some fucked up shit with like maybe his book. And like I know he took deposits on his book and he never produced his last book. But you gotta respect his what he what he uh, produced in the game, uh, along with uh, the other MG boys like Mark One Ninety Eight, Hit Seventeen, Boots One Nine, Boots One Nineteen, Victor One Sixty One. You know, Heisen. These guys like you know, these are powerful crews that people forget about and. 
I just think when I, whenever I have a chance to like reiterate or reemphasize uh, the influence of some of these old crews, like uh, just as the crew, or you know Cliff One Fifty Nine's Three YB, or um, Partners in Crime, Son and Pro on the Seven Line, like you know Roger, guys like that, you know, that did so much, so much. Uh, that influence the whole next generation, you know, as 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 generations go down, this shit gets liquefied and gets uh, watered down, and people forget. You know, like I say to people, you know, you know, what did you do to make a difference? Like, what did you do to make? Uh, uh, like, what can you king today? Think about it. Besides freights, which I respect, all the guys that do the freights, like. There's nothing like seeing a freight train go by with graffiti on it. It's like a flashback to the guys that used to ride the subways, or these guys like uh, these guys that are hitting the clean trains lately. These respected the architects, whatever they are, on the on the Instagram, they're killing the fucking clean trains. Showing, yes, it can be done if you're dedicated. But like people have this myth that like graffiti died when the trains were painted white, or like. Oh, the, tra- the trains are, are graffiti proof, like spray paint don't stick to them. That's all bullshit, man. Like, paint the train, you'll see. <laughs> That's a fact. Did, let me ask you a question. So, yeah. since everything was so territorial and shit, when it came to the yards and different boroughs and shit, it was unusual to see, like, Bronx niggas running hard on Brooklyn lines and vice versa. It was, like, unusual. I, I, you know, there was a lot of guys that were all city. I, I will, I will give them the respect that that's due. And then you always have the two mentalities: the masterpieces versus throw-ups. Have a million pieces running, or having, you know, whole car top to bottoms running. And I appreciate both. Both guys. I, 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 pre- I was more of a bomber. I appreciate the bombers. I could do pieces like the next guy, but like. You know, there's nothing like going out there at, with, with with a bag full of paint, just bombing a layup and just hitting her with throwups and seeing them shits running. You know, that's a beautiful thing. But like, I don't know. To answer your question, I mean, it's hard. It's tough. Like, there's two types of graffiti that always coexisted. Graffiti is uh, what you what what you are, are able to contribute to it. You know what I mean? Whether you're a bomber or you're a, 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 a guy that does burnings. But, you know, I think uh, my era, you didn't go with your mother's credit card. You didn't have low pressure paint and fucking luxury of, of, of buying fat caps on fucking eBay. Like, Not I mean, I would you go off. to the fucking supermarket. I'm, did, did, I'm not cut you off. I'm glad you said that because the paint back then was so much different from the paint now. Oh, yeah, it was high pressure. High pressure. If you spray paint a dot on a train, it would fucking run down and drip. You had to know how to handle a can. It was a whole different artistic talent. I'm not saying I was talented because my first pieces were fucking runny, messy shits. But you know what? If you went to a fucking store, a hardware store, you racked a brown, two reds, a yellow, and a green. You made it work and you made it a piece. You know, you didn't have the luxury to say, okay, I'm gonna have purples. You had you had fifty fucking writers trying to steal the same cascade green, bro. It wasn't happening. You know, you never found cascade greens or fed purples in the fucking hardware store. You didn't. You know, I remember going on on rack missions, you know, loading up I had a nineteen eighty two Lincoln 
And we would just drive it down fucking all over Long Island and upstate New York and everywhere. Hit every old hardware so we can. And we would once once in a while, we'd hit the mother load and be like, oh, he's got like fucking three cases of pastel aquas or turquoises. Like, but, and then we'd be fighting. I remember me and Fuzz wrestling for a can of fat purple in the fucking stupid boys. We're wrestling for a fucking can. That's mine. That's mine. She's trying to shove it in our jacket and shit. But like, now mother's credit card, and you got fucking, you know, uh, Montana paint. You got fourteen shades of purple. We didn't have that. You know, and pieces. Of course, the pieces are going to be more beautiful today because if you got fourteen hours to do a piece, you're not painting under duress. You're not painting on elevated tracks. With trains running you over, third rail sparking, cops running on the tracks trying to fucking lock you up, and and your fat caps falling into the street, fucking two stories down, you know, it's it's just a different element. And not that I don't, I'm glad it evolved. I'm glad it's easier. You know, I'm glad you have all these beautiful colors today. I'm glad paint company take the time out to see what we want. You know, you know, there's 14 shades of green, 14 shades of purple. I mean, greens and purples, that was my passion, man. We would, you know, we, we would, I had one cascade green, it would, I would use it over three pieces, you know what I'm saying? It would stay <laughs> you saved some, right? Yo, that's crazy. Did you, did you ever, um, like, run into a problem when you went into the yard, like, seeing other riders that had to get it popping or anything like that? You know, it's funny, bro. You know, I'm not, I'm old now, old man. But I was a fucking big motherfucker. I'm six foot three. I was 240 pounds. I worked in a gym. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't much that scared me, you know what I mean? <laughs> I had no That's problem great. Motherfucker by his neck. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm fucked up like that. You know, even now, I, I still think I'm, I still think I'm 25 sometimes. And my wife is like, will you stop your bullshit? You know, she's got to like, get on my shit, you know. Like, you need to talk to somebody. It's like, nah, I'm good with that. I like what, so, I like, I like what, I like what looks back at me in the mirror. You know what I mean? I, I gotta, I gotta pick your graffiti brain now. Do, do, do you have, who's your top 10 favorite writers of all time or your top five? Who's your favorite writers? I'm a graffiti whore, bro. I love everybody. I can go on all day, but just off the top of my head, I mean, when I, when I see a piece by Slade from the Fabulous Five, or Part from the Death Squad, or my boy Psych, who I was raised on, or Lee, or Jester, you know, I could see a Jester throw up, and somebody, I'll post it on my Instagram, and like fucking maybe 20 people will like it. I'm like, guys, you guys are, are perusing over a fucking graffiti god. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's so many writers that I've been lucky to be friends with. Like my guys from Brooklyn, like Rebel and my boy Sight, and you know, all the top crew guys that I used to look up to. Mickey and Hurst, okay, they changed graffiti, okay? In 1975, they started doing Kill 3 became in. Mickey 729 became 2, T-O. Hurst became O-I. <laughs> Jester became D-Y. Is the Wiz at I-327 became Is. Vinny became F-I. Like, everybody knew one name, and it became these two letters. Why? 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 To get up. To get up. You got the top crew did a rampage of an all-city 
rampage of dominance in to OI. You look at any old photograph from the 70s, and it'll be a picture of a, like a Mark 198 piece or an Is the Wish piece, you'll see an N in the corner. You see an OI in the corner. You see a two. All the, they started the floaters, the floaters that, that, that go between the, the two windows, between the doors, the floaters. People, the floaters of that little panel between the windows on the top of a subway car. They did the floaters. He three in two OI. I mean, they changed the game. And then all of a sudden, all these guys with these long names, four and five letter names, all started doing two letter throw up names. You're all incorporated. Even like Slave from the Farrier's Five. People don't even know. He wrote RO. Like, you know, it just changed the game, it changed the momentum. And then people were like, well, what's more important? Like two letter throw ups? Or like, and then even if you didn't like the two letter throws, if you wanted to be part of the game, you had to incorporate a two letter name. You know, I did a couple of two letter names. I never really caught up on. I did like uh, did a CS for Crazy Star, you know, and then I did BKs for Viking. Viking was like my undercover name that came later on in life. Because Fuzz, Fuzz used to say, "You big Viking motherfucker." He used to call me Viking all the time. So uh, we started doing. I started doing Viking pieces because of that. But he's the one who gave me that. He, he used to call me Viking, you know. Yeah. So, not that proud of him. No, it, it, it's it's kind of backwards for me because uh, me growing up in Bushwick, everyone had the two letter tags, you know, and that's why I got SR. You know, it's a two letter tag, and then my, I my always. Mom, my mom went to Bushwick High School. My father went to East New York High School. I get it. I get it. I know the neighborhood. I grew up in that neighborhood. <laughs> Two letter tags. And then as I went on, I wish I had like a, a tag that was a word so I could fucking stretch it out. It's like the opposite. Well, people will bug out. I like saw. What, what's, a, what's a saw? I'm like, don't worry about what it's saw. I'm, I'm fucking saw. Like, I, I go on the internet sometimes and I see like, you know, there's, there's a crew called saw and there's some other saw. Like, like, like people say, oh, no, they'll send me something. It's, hey, is this. Dude, doesn't matter to me. Like you could do a thousand softies on a train. People know me. They don't know you. It's just, it's just like, that's what it bothers me about the industry. Like, why would you start writing graffiti today and say I'm going to write Vinny or I'm going to write I'm going to write Is the Way? Stop. Like, do your homework, man. You look like a fool. People see that shit. Real writers know. And, uh, I don't know. They're like. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of niggas like you said that don't do the history and don't even care because you know OGs will tell them yo and they'll be like who are oh, fuck that I don't give a there's a lot of uh, lot of disrespect from the younger generation you That's know okay. the night we we, we day, try to have you know what I don't want to cut you off but one day they're gonna be the old generation and they're gonna want to have their piece of history that they're part of this and if you want to be a part of this you got to follow the rules there's fucking rules. There's unwritten rules. The rules that were taught by the fucking okay? Like, a, tear, a throb goes over a tear. A piece goes over a throb. No beef. No beef. If, if someone does a burner over your throb, you shut your mouth. If someone does a throb over your tag, you shut your mouth. There's rules. And there's respect. You know what? When you don't respect this, you don't get respect. I don't care how good you are. If you don't respect the history of this, Without them, there's no you. 
You didn't invent this. There was 10,000 writers, you know, and this is another thing. It's a nerve thing. No disrespect, because I love Henry Chaffin, Martha Cooper, Jim Prigoff. You know, they took the time to document this shit. Without them, there probably wouldn't have been no proper documentation. But Style Wars, in the beginning of Style Wars, since 1982. This movement started in 1969. I can't more 50 kings that weren't even mentioned in that. And anybody that's in that movie Style Wars is an ambassador of graffiti. And some of them are my very good friends. Some of them bombed. But there were some people in that, those movies that did two fucking pieces and memorialized forever because the whole world had a fucking DVD play. You know what I'm saying? So, like, real writers know, you know, there's people like Tracy 168, Chi Chi 133, King 2, Peanut 2, Comet. They're not mentioning stuff. These guys were kings of graffiti. The guys did thousands of pieces. No reckoning. Vinny never mentioned Style Wars. I could go on all day, but I won't. All I'm saying is Style Wars is a reference. It's a, it's a time capsule of 1982. But you got to remember, guys like Mike Mike 171, SJK 171, Taki 183, Coco 144. These are the guys that are the first guys to do tag pieces. They did fat tags and did outlines around the tags and created pieces. They, they made they, they, now they're getting their shine. They made the book, you know, Wall Life, and they're getting their names known to the newer generation. But without these guys, this, you know, there was ten thousand writers that were famous before the movie style was. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's crazy that a lot of people get forgotten and not mentioned and stuff. It's sad. It's fucked up. But like you said, real writers know. Well, all that's the guys in Style Wars are making money today. Those are the guys, the people in Europe. Oh, Style Wars. Oh, you're in Style Wars? Okay. It's like a fucking, it's like a ticket. But you know what? And, and I don't, I don't have any jealousy of them. I don't need nothing in life. So I'm, I'm self-sufficient. I'm good. I'm, I'm healthy. I beat cancer. Cancer tried to take me out. You know, really. And then I was a big motherfucker, 240 pounds. I went down to 5 pounds. I'm back to 205 pounds. I'm healthy. I'm happy. You know, I don't begrudge nobody. I just want this thing to live. You know, I want graffiti is a living, breathing thing. If you like it or not, a train comes in your face, you have to look at it. All of a sudden, it's in, it's in mainstream advertising. I called Chino two years ago. Yankees in the playoffs. And the, 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 the Yankee playoffs on national TV started off with a piece of Bronx Bombers. It was on a truck. Bronx Bombers. It was Chino and another dude that did it. And my wife is like, look at that. That's graffiti. I'm like, and I look and I see Chino. Well, Chino, I text Chino and I go, bro, let me tell you how proud I am right now. Like back in the day when I was growing up, 1977, when the Yankees in the World Series, you would have never seen kids writing the Bronx Bombers graffiti on a fucking truck to preempt the beginning of the playoffs between the Yankees and the, and the Red Sox. Never happened. Never happened. We're mainstream, you know. But there's a lot of people that that try to attach themselves to something they're not. And you want your credibility and you want to be part of something, you have to pay your dues. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. 
So when 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 Griff, now um, the train era is going out of out of you know the trains are getting cleaned and everything. What was happening then? By that time, you already stopped or or what happened was uh, 1988. I was I never I never knew a style. There was no internet. I, well, I wasn't on the internet in 1988. So I'm home and I was with my first wife at the time. We weren't married yet. I was living with her. And uh, I used to put her name in all my pieces. But uh, I'm watching the Style Wars. And I'm like, what the fuck? When did they make this? So I called up Satch. I his number. I'm like, yo, Todd, man. I want you, I'm watching Channel 13, PBS. They got Style Wars on TV. He starts laughing. I go, bro, when did they do that? He goes, when you moved to Pennsylvania, 1980 started it, but they finished up with I'm like... Hey, too. I was in the discos, man. I was hanging out. I was chasing girls and, you know, wearing my fucking leisure suit and thought I was John Walker. But uh, I was like, this is bugged out. So we started talking on the phone. He's like, hey, I'd love to see you. Come over. So I said, all right. So I, I went over to this house that night. It was 1988. And we were bullshitting and shit. And we went to the A-Lab and did a couple of throw-ups that night. And that was it. We started bombing. We started bombing. Back then, the highways were very popular, so we started bombing the highways, and we started hitting the layups, and then we started looking up for all, all, our old friends. We brought back Is The Wiz. We went up to the Bronx. We took fucking Quick and Blade out, and the next thing you know, it was like, Gordon was bombing with us. We hooked up with a lot of new riders, like Ghost and Smith, and we were, we were part of the clean train movement. We went, we went all city. We went crazy, man. Crazy. Wow, that's that's a crazy lineup of crazy train killers right there. Wow. Oh, I'm telling you, like I lot of nights we like to go in the yards, it'll be me, Victor 161, Cavs, and the next night it'll be me and Fuzz and Ghost. The next night me is the wizard sat quick. Next night one night on my birthday, it's a funny story. We we uh, we were at this uh we were at this nightclub adult club and we were having drinks. It was me revolt, quick, satch, is the whiz. Uh one of Revolt's friends. It was the guy that wrote Z Skull or something. I forget what he one of one of Revolt's friends and that. It was uh, and then we ended up going to Grant's go up a Grant layup where Style was and there's a big hole in the fence and we just got to go in through and then the police rolled up on us. And two cars pull up with lights on us, and I had a whole fucking shopping bag full of paint I put on the floor. So they rolled up on us, and they're like, "Which one of you guys got a gun?" We had somebody shot like two blocks. So I was like, "I handed cop my license." I'm like, "No, it's my birthday, man. We just came out of that bar. We we're celebrating my birthday and shit, you know." So he grabs my bag of paint. It's like fucking twenty five cans of paint in there, and Fuzz is. I gotta give him credit. He land on the sword. He's like, officer, I'll take responsibility for everything in that bag. The officer looked at it and just like threw his like spray paint. He's like, you guys in, you know, you guys don't have a gun. No, no. My car had a, a Lincoln town car at the time. We were all in it. They patted us all down and they just left us right in front of the fence by McDonald's by Grant Layup. When they pulled out, Sachs ran through the hole when the police rolled up 
and he ran home and he called my girlfriend, he called Iz's wife and said, sorry, Iz got busted because the cops rolled up on us. Meanwhile, we went down to Grant and we painted fucking 10 whole cars that night. And then I called Sash the next day and said, bro, you ran. I'm glad you got away, bro. We didn't get busted, but you missed out on the paint party. <laughs> Do do you still have um do you have any like um photo albums with all the 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 you know pictures of everything? I have uh I have probably like uh without exaggerating I probably have like 10,000 negatives and I'm sure, I'm in the process of digitizing them. Uh Jim Prigoff wanted had, had a book lined up for me God rest his soul he passed away last year actually your name. And uh he was going to publish it for me but uh you know, life gets in the way, man. I got a family. I, I'm, like I said, I'm almost 65 years old. I will get eventually. My boy Cavs, God bless him. He's got the patience to do it. And uh, when he says, oh, so I'm, you mind if I use this picture, that picture? I'm like, yeah. You know, there's so many writers out there. And I just want to say that there's so many writers that have photos. Like, if I have a photo of a slave piece, I'm going to give it to slave. If I got a photo of a just a piece, I'm going to give it to just. There's so many writers out there. That hold on to their photos, and they're so they won't put them on social media. They're like, you know, waiting, I guess, to do a book someday. And I hope they all do make them because we need the documentary history before it's gone. But what happens is, you know, like I had cancer, I dropped dead. My wife's gonna have this box of fucking photos, she's gonna throw them in the garbage. She's not gonna sell them to nobody, no, she's not gonna know what to do with them, you know what I mean. It's up to us to, you know, memorialize what we did and keep this shit alive. And I, I don't hold nothing back. You look at my Instagram, and I probably double, triple post shit. I forget what I fucking post, but I don't care. I probably posted like 7,000 photos. And I don't want them. I want them to echo for eternity. It's not about the money. I want people to say, oh, shit. Yeah, I got this picture. Or this guy's that, like, probably download all the pictures I post. Let them save them. Let them pass them on. A hundred years from now, I'll know they'll be alive well. And, you know, like right now, all of a sudden, because of, I guess, my age and because of, not because of my artistic ability, because of my degree, I've had a lot of uh, interest in my work. And I've been involved in the Tejan and Arturial Paris. Uh, my work's been on display in Europe uh, and, and in the United States. I had a show in Arizona that got uh, a lot of notoriety in the papers. They actually just uh, my gallery owner in Tuscany. That, like, you know, I'm not really politicking for it. It's just like, what's a part of history? And it's, it's not because I'm a great artist. So, you might be in it. Might be a better artist. Who are you to movement? You know, particular history and graffiti history. We were writers. We, you know, we other we work to this day. Like I'm, I was in the Museum of Graffiti. For my my boy. Ian Blade attended it with a uh, uh, blessed Porsche. Uh, we went to the opening and uh, Aim stole brothers and Aim put me in SSB. Here I am, he's, and he put me in SSB. 
banana. You know what I mean? But the Soul Brothers was a major crew back in the day. And that's right, it's like you chop you're chopping up a little. You're chopping up a little. I'm sorry, would that break up? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I, wait. You're breaking up again. You good? We good? I can hear you now. You can hear me? Yeah, you good. You good. Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Yeah. So, like, you know, it, it, it's that it's those type of things that make a difference. Like, I recently put some new guys in TMB, and the guys are killing the freights, and they're really artistic talent. Uh, Dago and, and, and Merck, they, they're killing shit over. Dago's originally from DEGO. He's originally from New York. He's out in, uh, he's out in Texas right now. And he's killing it. And, you know, it's about keeping it alive, man. You know, and I dedicate everything I do to, for the artists to keep it alive. Now, I'd rather see an ugly, drippy ass throw up on a train than not seeing anything at all. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's just like the train. The train is the 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 number one. But we, you see, I grew up. There was the trains was over, and that was my passion. I always wanted to, and I never got to bomb like you know, kill a bunch of train cars with fillings and stuff. I never did that ever in my life. It was streets to me. So that's why I, I ask you all these questions because I wish. How did it feel? Like the the adrenaline, like. I, I know how it is street bombing, but the trains, that's, that was my passion. I never got to do it, bro. It, it sucks for me. No, you know what? It's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's all according to the that you grew up. Like, I, I, I passed through a few different eras. I understand the different eras. I, I went to the highway, freights. Like, I, 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 um, I got down a bush terminal in Brooklyn and kill the freight. You know, go to the one boulevard. Like to me, it was like if we could subway. At least I mean, so now when I do a freight, it's like medicine. I was sick. There's a crew in Arizona called the NG, NG, was Mondo, Fight, and my boy Lalo, and, 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 and uh, Zokes, and S. You know, these guys, and my boy Ava, rest in peace. These guys got the sometimes. These guys were full school Arizona freight ride. I mean, and uh, they took, they took, they, they, they took bike me. And I paint to listen with these guys, and uh, you know they know the history. You'd be surprised; they know the history, you know, and they respect the history. They're, they're a part of Arizona. They've been doing twenty-five years here, and when you go to different world, you realize it's a worldwide movement, not a New York movement anymore. You know, every 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 area. Yeah, now it's it's in movies, it's in fucking commercial, it's everywhere. Like they try to commercialize it and make money off of it. Now everybody else, besides you know the people that really started it, and that you know they don't get no type of recognition for the shit. Yeah, it's 
But you know what? Even even if it's a even if it's a fucking even if it's a, a commercial for fucking you know, as long as it's out there, you know, I try to keep like I'm not. It, it, well, it's just that the one man he's up fifty. That's good for all of us. You know, you know, not jealousy, man. Not the bullshit. You know, this is about, about the, you know, culture, history. You know, even though hip hop is a fast of graffiti, it's not an end all. Graffiti was before, and then pop and part of hip hop. And I, I, I went up before it, and lived through it, and I respect it. Oh, sorry. You, hip hop. Yeah, basically. Like, if you ask, you, you, you're, you're chopping up. You're chopping up again. I, I got no control of this fucking phone, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I'm saying is, like, like the, uh, you know, graffiti was was. You ask old timers like, "Is the Wizard Jester?" They were like fucking Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and shit. They, were, they weren't listening to hip hop. There was no hip hop in 1974. You know what I mean? It was like, the, you know, the temptation. You know what I mean? Rhythm and blues and an early disco. You know, I lived it all. I liked it all. I liked I like rock and roll and my Rolling my Led Zeppelin, but I, you know, love the fucking disco. It too, you know, there before the grace of God, fucking Mandalay. You know, I lived in the disco. My thing. So, so graffiti and music always go hand in hand. Whatever generation you grew. Up. Yeah, my in my era was the hip hop, obviously, you know, in the nineties and shit. Yeah. But um, so so people people could hit your hit your Instagram to buy um get merchandise off of you canvases stickers yeah. all of that you know whatever I sometimes I got hats going sometimes I got shirts going um I I try to draw and paint you know every week try to produce some stuff and you know thousand purposes people want it and you know when it's a collector or a gallery you know they're gonna pay gallery prices and collector prices I can't tell you how many times I. Get in the mail to people because they're just some young guy that, that you know, it's not all about the money it's about the movement it's about it's about you know it's about what i believe in you know i i gave away more of my shit than any than i that and graffiti was free it was living breathing thing that we wrote on trains and it was in your face if you like yo so before before we get off this, do you have anything else you want to tell the fans or any you know shout outs you want to give? Yeah, you know, uh, be true to yourself, respect this game. You know, when I was coming up, if you didn't respect the game, there were guys that would check you and straighten you out. And tell you, over who? What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? You know, back in your fucking head. You know. But this was something that was uh, dedication, uh, risk. You know, you had a lot to lose, and you know we were we were we were considered freaks. Like we like today, it's like cool. Hey, I'm a rocker. Back in the day, man, it was like the closet thing. Like, you know, yeah, 
street. Oh, you're a fucking weirdo. Girls thought you were fucking. You know, you know, you're supposed to be out disco, and you're the fucking weed waiting for the work buns to finish white sweeping the train so you can go into the yard and paint your name up. Like, you know, why would you put so much energy into something that was going to give you anything back? It was a, an addiction, a passion. Just be true to it, respect it, and you know, don't ever think you're a fucking hard ass and you're going to go over everybody. You know, and that fucking cap bullshit mentality. You know. Respect your fellow writers, man. You know, and 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 be part of something that's bigger than you. You know, you be part of something. You know, because this thing's gonna go on. You know, people thought it was gonna die. Still here, still going. But anybody, you know, I try to make time on my Instagram. You can always inbox me. I I welcome all inboxes. Um, you know. If people want a piece of history, I'm more than happy to make that shit happen. You know, I'm in the gallery now. I don't have a big head. Believe me, to me, it's about perpetuating what we all believe in, and it's good for all of us. So if I can be an ambassador and teach my history, I'm not burnt out like a lot of my brothers. I hate to say that. You know, my brain is, is still, uh, you know, even though I'm older, you know, I went through a lot of generations and. 40, almost 46 years still, I still paint train. That's why we salute you, my brother. And we really, really thank you for sharing your story on Graph Champs, bro. It thank was you. an honor to talk to you, bro, for real. I appreciate um, God bless everything you do, bro. I'm going to hit you up because I want to get one of the maps off of you, too, bro. I need that right. for my collection. You got it, bro. I, I saw TME, yo, legend. <laughs>